She got slipped a Mickey. Pat, a Mickey. Uh, yeah, they said a Mickey. When were they trying to rape her? 1926? <laughs> a Mickey? From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I don't even think rape was illegal back then. No, that, back then it was called Prohibition Pussy. Two cock-teasing uh, jigglers, one froggy with muscles, tried to rob a well-heeled playboy after drinks at the Carlisle. Rich-ass dude Grant Gordon rides like a king in his $150,000 automobile, and so does his anonymous pal. Now, the fellows were having a gym dandy time, sipping drinks at Lavo and being rich. And just when they were getting right, the wrong two blondes appeared. 32-year-old bodybuilder Kelly Kaiser struts with confidence. So does our anonymous pal. Well, they rode to the Carlisle in Grant Gordon's $150,000 car. The two pair had some libation. Could be their lucky night. But after a few drinks, the ladies hopped into a cab. Grant realized his $2,000 Hermes ashtray was missing, but the thieving uh, females didn't get too far before NYPD pulled the cab over and found stolen items. Her friend had taken the $2,000 ashtray out of Gordon's $150,000 car, and cops found a $10,000 check along with a utility bill and some contracts, all of which belonged to Gordon. She's free on her own recognizance, now her lawyer says she has no recollection of leaving the Carlisle. We are convinced that she was drugged. I'm convinced that I was drugged. Joining me now, Aaron Berg. What do you think of this story? I think it's amazing. First of all, uh, as a bodybuilder, she shouldn't be drinking. You know, the, the alcohol destroys muscle. It's a horrible thing. As a bodybuilder, she's really doing damage to her liver. <laughs> Much more damage because of the anabolic steroids. She's not clean. I saw a picture of her. She's jacked up on growth hormone and winstrol. Guarantee you that. <laughs> Can you tell? She, really? Just she's dirtier one than Ben Johnson in the Olympics in the 80s. That woman, <laughs> she's a horrific mess. And okay. then they said that they, she got slipped a Mickey. Pat, a Mickey. Uh, yeah, they said a Mickey. When were they trying to rape her? 1926? <laughs> a Mickey? <laughs> back when, I don't even think rape was illegal back then. No, that, back then it was called Prohibition Pussy. Uh, it was a different <laughs> thing. I, I think, uh, why do you have a $2,000 ashtray in the back of his car? The the car ashtray wasn't good enough? He had to install another ashtray? Yeah, anybody who smokes in a $150,000 car. <laughs> you sit in the back with your Winstons and enjoy my Hermes ashtray. <laughs> So you girls like fucking or hey, where are you going? Where are you go? Oh, I thought this is smooth. I like that uh, guys that are that rich get turned down more often than us. Oh yeah, yeah. those guys. I got it rough. Yeah, <laughs> and the the utility bill. I wonder if she was rifling through that. See I wonder it? what. Yeah, see, yeah. I wonder what a guy like this pays for uh, air conditioning. Look at this air conditioning bill. We should have let him come inside of us. Why would they try and sleep with a bodybuilder woman? Have you ever seen one of them before? Mm, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like banging your buddy. It's yeah. creepy. <laughs> You're much stronger, buddy. Yeah, my training partner with tits. Uh, you you do a little bodybuilding. Yeah, I dabble in the bodybuilding. You go to the gym a few times, like six times a week. Six times a week. Oh my god, that's yeah. that's a lot of gym. Yeah, it's, uh, I love it. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, did you ever compete? Yeah, I competed in 1997 Natural Mr. Canada. Please put quotation marks around natural. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> does that mean naked or not on roids? Not on roids, technically. In quotes. And, uh, yeah, I think I'll do the Mr. New York next year. Oh yeah, really? No yeah, kidding, Mr. Okay. New York. Yeah, there's a lot of people in New York, damn. You must yeah, be. Yeah, but I'll be in the, like a weight class and like a height class, and then they'll be like the best New Yorker under five foot seven, weighing 154 pounds of rock solid muscle. Aaron Berg. Yeah. So that's 
that's how you knew all about how, how much she's been juicing. Yeah, she's clearly on steroids. And they said that uh, all the stuff was in a hobo-type bag when they caught her. A mm-hmm. hobo-type bag. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, it's probably a GNC bag. Yeah. What do they call her a hobo? <laughs> I'm not really I sure. I think this is a body-shaming story more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> We need more of those. Twisted educators. Society's sorest for uncle. A health teacher is under arrest. The charge, having sex with a drunk 16-year-old in the bathroom of a sleazy East Village lounge. 34-year-old David Azermendi taught for three years at a Tony Manhattan prep school and then on the night of his last day at work finally succumbed to the tantalizing forbidden teen flesh of a sexy young girl. Well, it was the last day of school. That's the night to do it, am I right? I would thought, yeah. <laughs> That's if you're going to do it. You're like, never going to see you again. You Let's just, do yeah, this. Yeah, just cross the finish line, for Christ's sake. Yeah. yeah. It should be okay. If I, I, But the problem was he's a health teacher. You know, he's like the, the real dirty, like, you could get chlamydia unless it's in a bathroom in the East Village. <laughs> That's right. That's the safest. It was at uh, Lit Lounge. I guess they got to move that Thursday night comedy show now. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to have sex with somebody that doesn't have a disease, try a 16-year-old. Yeah. It seems like they're pretty clean. <laughs> she's so clean. <laughs> she's, she's so clean. I, I love that, uh, yeah, health teacher makes it the creepiest thing. Out of yeah. it. It's not the age issue. It's just that he was probably in class showing her, these are the vaginal walls, and this is the labia majora, the labia minora. I know all about this stuff. <laughs> and then in the room, oh, there's your labia majora. So what are you doing for the summer, Hamptons? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably going to experience some uh, stops to your menstrual system because uh, I just made you pregnant. But yeah. uh, keep me posted with how it goes. He doesn't look like a health teacher either. Did you see the picture of him? He's got like double chins. He looks like he's in horrible shape. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, a health teacher, you know, I guess if you, if those who can't do, teach. <laughs> He was making 43, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, they, they, the tuition there is what I was going to say at, at the school he was teaching at, 43 grand a year yeah. as high as, which is, uh, gosh, that's almost as much as I spent for my education, you know, uh, in high school. Yeah. That's a lot of money to go to high school. Yeah. Uh, set, he was set to start a new job at the Greenwood School in Putney, Vermont, the Ooh, prestigious. That's where <laughs> dreams happen. Yeah. 72 grand a year. Yeah. Boarding school there. Boy, think of the damage he would have done at a boarding school. Yeah. But he waited until school. School was out. If, if if she only hadn't been sixteen, he might have been in the clear. You know. Yeah, I think it's still frowned upon to uh, no matter what grade you are. I had a teacher once. He never tried to sleep with any of us, but it was at a really bad school, and the guy punched him in the face. One of the students punched him in the face. It was auto mechanics during summer school. Oh yeah, you don't try to sleep with some auto mechanics. No. <laughs> I mean, Excuse that's... me, sir. When you're done cleaning up your grimy hands, you want to put them all over me? <laughs> Barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah. It happened uh, at uh, Lit Lounge, like you said. I don't know if I've been there. Lit Lounge. I walked by it. It's across. Uh, it's down on Second uh, Ave. There. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of stoners are known to show up there it's a it's a very pot friendly place i think mm-hmm. and it's uh kind of dumpy it's about three blocks away from that where that building fell remember the building that exploded on yeah, 7th absolutely it's about three blocks away from there well the victim invited azermendi to meet her and some friends at the lit lounge artsy uh, it's an artsy hot spot it says yeah. uh, the teenager admitted she'd been drinking before she joined azermendi in the bathroom it also says and this is a quote uh, well, it says it would have most likely remained a secret, but the young woman uh, blabbed about it, blabbed being the quote, to a male friend, and the guy told the principal and he told the cops. But, to, you know, if the, if the girl's a victim, 
and uh, is blabbed the word? I, I like that they use the word blab. Yeah. <laughs> not, usually they say they say come forward. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, it's like, it's like all these these Cosby women, but they're they blabbing about yeah, it. You know? Blabbing about the past. <laughs> Quit blabbing about the past, you philanderers. Yeah, not a great deal of sympathy for the victim in this case. Um, it's a, it's a very fine line. Why was she drinking? 16, I guess it's easy to procure alcohol at that point in time. If you're female. You can't. I mean, if I was a teacher, I wouldn't be doing that. I would wait till I taught a college. You're allowed to do that in college. College, yeah. it's not frowned upon. Well, you're, you're cool when you do it there. I think you're supposed to declare it, maybe, or something. It's getting weird in college, too. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he could have... Uh, yeah, you could have waited for this girl to go to college. Yeah. The thing, the problem is, is that a college girl is so much less impressionable than those high school girls. You yeah. really like, uh, you, you really knock the field down a lot. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this sounds like it almost just happened to the guy. He doesn't seem like a predator. Really? No, not to me. Well, I mean, you, you gotta. I guess a man's gotta say no sometimes. Yeah, he does. Throw, he throwing absolutely. that young puss at you. You gotta. You gotta <laughs> not consent to that. That's right. You gotta, you gotta do the opposite of consent. Yeah. You have to. Uh, <laughs> What's a, a descent? Yeah, descent. You have to descend uh, away yeah. from it. You have to. You have to make. You have to draw a line. Set a boundary. You are the adult. But these That's young women, I, mean. I tell you, they lure you. Well, you know, it's like uh, Jack Nicholson said in that movie. You know, they get you get that fifteen-year-old beaver staring in his face. Ain't no man alive yeah. can say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> including including Azermendi. What's going to happen to Azermendi's job? I well, don't I don't know, but he's charged with rape, statutory rape, sexual abuse, and acting in a manner injurious to a child. And uh, it, 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 it's uh, his job is not happening now. They've, yeah. they've, they've rescinded that offer yeah. in Vermont. There goes that 72 grand dream job in Vermont. You kiss Putney goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it's a Tom Waits song right now. <laughs> kiss Putney goodbye. Yeah. It was consensual. <laughs> At Lit Lounge, a Brooklyn mental patient got riled up and stabbed a guy while leaving his shrink's office in Midtown Manhattan. 25-year-old uh, Kane... Uh, a guy named Kane, he became agitated uh, during a morning visit at Columbia uh, Doctors Midtown. That's on West 51st Street uh, between 5th and 6th Avenue. For those of you who want to get it exactly right... As security guards started escorting him out of the building, the deranged lunatic brandished a three-inch knife and began waving it at them, according to witnesses and sources. Uh, three inches. Well, that's that's fucking uh, giant. That's uh, that's how big a knife is. That a big knife? Three Roughly inches. a paring knife. A little bit bigger, maybe a steak knife. Yeah, yeah, a steak steak knife. Yeah, it sounds like uh, witnesses uh, and, and sources have got their stories straight. And uh, the the thirty eight year old uh, staff worker Samantha Ciolis. Uh, uh, it seems like a Greek name if it starts with T S or what is what is it? What kind yeah, of name starts with T S? That sounds Greek. They used uh, furniture to keep him away. She said chairs from the waiting room and stuff like that to block him in. The security personnel. Uh, just apparently useless. Uh, their tactic of hiding behind the furniture failed to deter <laughs> the knife-wielding patient. Had no problem breezing past the so-called guards right through to the waiting room where defenseless patients thumb through Southern Living and Us Weekly. Where's Joe Lazito when you need him? Here's how it's described by this 50, 55-year-old woman from Allentown. She was in the waiting room with another woman in her 60s. She said they heard the screaming, uh, security screaming, and then and then other people screaming, and then they heard uh, there's someone with a knife. Then, all of a sudden, the guy came in with a switchblade holding it in front of him. So that's what it's like. Uh, she says, I had a, cu a cup of coffee in my hand. It went into the air. 
case of life imitating comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it happens when you're startled. Uh, the the woman's the woman next to me. I guess thinking it was the best thing to do, headed for the stairs to the lobby, but the guy just followed her. And she started to walk down, made it to the second step. And I yelled out, ma'am, that's the guy who's got the knife. She turned around, saw it, and screamed. I think the, I think the word you're looking for is uh, curly, scared noise there. <laughs> 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 now, uh, now, Ponty uh, recalled how Balzer, this guy's bald, Kane Balzer is the guy's name. Mm-hmm. So he looked uh, like he had compassion towards the woman when they came face to face. He didn't want to hurt her, she said, and she stopped right in front of him. Uh, he could have stabbed her, but he just went around her. He ends up stabbing this guy <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs, which uh, it says when he got down there, 32-year-old staff member Gregory Martinez blocked him from exiting the building, forced the man, uh, forcing him to stab him in the chest. Oh. So Balzer darted out of the building and uh, slashed the tires of a Dodge minivan. Oh, he doesn't like Dodges. <laughs> he had plenty of time to also slash the tires of a box truck. Wow. Both vehicles rented by staff with America's Got Talent, which was filming across the street at Radio City Music Hall. <sighs> so finally, he continued running up towards 6th Avenue with 11 security guards in a Keystone Cops-like effort, each of the comically inept, chicken-hearted security guards uh, with no furniture to hide behind, mm-hmm. praying that they didn't catch up to confront this pencil-thin, terrifying beast in shorts and sandals. <laughs> and cops of the illustrious NYPD took him down, Jack the River, about half a block away, and he was taken to Bellevue for evaluation. It was uh-huh. like, not a huge story. The guy just stabbed the guy while running out of his uh, psychiatrist office. Yeah. Probably happens all the time. Obamacare, yeah. right? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. I get squirrely waiting in the doctors. I, yeah, that's where you expect it to happen. There and maybe airports. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, good on this guy. <laughs> good on him. I can't believe more people don't get stabbed in airports now that you said that. Yeah. When, when you're like antsy, I went to the doctor last week. I had to pay $200 cash. They're an hour and a half behind. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I want to, yeah. You yeah. want to choke somebody, if nothing else. And the people that work there are all liars. Oh. They're worse than agents. They, 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 <laughs> the doctor's out right now. And then you see the doctor walk by. You're, you're lying to me. Yeah. They're yeah. liars. Yeah. They, they love to think. I think all those receptionists, they like to think that they're like his work wife. Yeah. And so that gives them the right to like lie. Yeah. Like, oh, he's not in. Yeah. Liars. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good place. I mean, the furniture was probably a good idea. Maybe these people, I mean, in an ideal America, these people would be armed to the tits. Am I right? <laughs> Low end security guards yes. working midtown Manhattan. I would say arm them. I'd get a gun. Oh, a lot of people get shot. Yeah. I mean, like pointlessly shot. <laughs> <laughs> America, Pat. This is what's supposed to happen. That's right. We need to, we need to work on getting that number up. <laughs> We're not winning by enough when it comes yeah. to shootings. Get, get, let's get guns in waiting rooms. I went down a rabbit hole today watching uh, pit bulls getting shot by people that were getting attacked. Really? Yeah. And there's a lot of videos on YouTube. And yeah. You just watch this. Like, pit bull attack and the pit bull gets shot. And they're short usually too. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Probably all in <laughs> like, like that. There's like a dog barking, attacking a guy. And then like after a couple seconds, they shoot. It's uh, a lot of things where cops have shot pit bulls. There's like been a lot of like cops are like, I mean, pit bulls really need to get shot a lot. You know, yeah. it seems to be necessary a lot. The violent Even, dogs. There's not a lot of other dogs that get shot like that. No, they protect their owners. Uh, yeah. I and almost, their owners sort of use their loyalty because a couple of these are like get sick, sick. And they're like the one lady, uh, like you see her say, you know, like order the dog to go attack these, this, this news team, you know, and that dog and did not end up getting shot. And then there was one that was with animal control. Another one, like they showed up and she goes, 
if you don't want to get bitten by this dog, you better leave. And then, of course, animal control's thing. And then, like, she goes, all right, go get him. And the dog runs out and attacks this uh, animal control lady. Wow. No, and the dog lived, but the lady went to jail and was a, you'll see what they charge her with, attack with a deadly weapon. That's great. Because, yeah, I mean, that's what that is. Dog can fucking eat your dick off instantly. And other things. Yeah. Uh, Even worse things. (laughs) Than your dick. (laughs) You might lose a hand. In suburban Molestchester County, TV director Jace Alexander was arrested for possessing and promoting child pornography. Possessing child pornography, risky enough, I never understand why they can't keep from promoting it. (laughs) You know? He's directed more than 30 episodes of Law and Order, and he uh, gets to see now firsthand how unrealistic that show was. Yeah. Uh, the DA lays out the case against you, and your defense attorney doesn't smirk and say, we're done here. Right? It's like, oh. Dun, dun. It's like, you've got a lot of shit on us. <laughs> yeah, he's guilty. Yeah. Uh, he's the uh, only son of the Tony Award-winning actress Jane Alexander. His credits, uh, add to his credits now, uh, felony uh Felony, uh, possessing and promoting child pornography. Uh, 51-year-old Alexander lives in the Westchester suburb of Dobbs Ferry. Nobbs Ferry. Taken into uh, custody following an investigation by the uh, DA up there. Child pornography, I tell you what, it seems to be irresistible to some people. Some people just love these kids. I don't understand. Maybe this guy was like, Law and Order is, uh, I think Janine Garofalo calls it murder porn. Uh, (laughs) I think that there's a a similarity in there somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. He studies up on crime, and he's like, uh, these people who get obsessed with crime are they're always going to be the ones that end up to be pedophiles, right? Sickos. <laughs> I don't understand how people like child porn. Like, I, a six- or eight-year-old masturbating yes. is probably just a lot of awkward pulling Trying to make a, a sail ship out of your nut sack. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a girl though. So, oh, you know. it was a girl. Well, I've heard stories about guys that have daughters, and they're like, they just pulled her cunts right outside of him. Look, Daddy. Oh. Ah, big lippy. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just a home movie. That. Maybe it wasn't even child porn. Yeah. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe it was changing his daughter. <laughs> I wonder sometimes what changing his like six to eight year old, year old daughter. I think if you have anything resembling naked photos of a child, people think it's child pornography. Like if you yeah. accident, if I was over here taking a picture of your nephew in the pool and he had no bathing suit on that would be i have no pool and no nephew for the record yes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if you're if you're trying to uh like do uh you know historical type shit like uh, pictures of kids and stuff and and sometimes they don't have the clothes on and Mm -hmm. and stuff it seems like now that could be overreacted to uh if she's performing a sex act on herself then you might be able to draw a pretty good line there uh which uh i mean but what's a sex act yeah i mean like uh if a kid's, what if a kid's peeing? If a kid's peeing, you get a picture that that's going to be deemed child pornography. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What if he, what if a kid's peeing into your mouth? You know? <laughs> that's, your mouth was accidentally on the campsite. <laughs> I just happened to be masturbating, and my kid Honor, walked up and pissed respect, into my mouth. This is quid pro quo. Okay, <laughs> I was laying down, craving a masturbation session, and this kid came and peed in my mouth. Yeah, they, I mean, they do those kinds uh, So, what am I going to do? Yeah. I can't just tell them to go away. Child, you can't reject your children that way. Child pornography. That's going to scar them for life. Now. Such oh, a big thing. It's such a big thing, and, and everybody gets, uh, yeah, people are pretty up in arms about it, yeah, which uh, obviously 
they should be. Child pornography, obviously, something that everybody's against. Everybody except and, people that are doing it. And Roman Polanski loves yeah. it. Big advocate. <laughs> right. Loved well, it so much he moved out of America for it. Little, little more, a little, little borderline uh, yeah. with him because yeah. uh, he, like, I mean, more, more so than the, the child. I think what was she, twelve or something, thirteen? Like now this one, now the other one that he has, uh, he made a the one that he was promoting here, not uh, Roman, but uh, Jace Alexander. Investigators traced the porn to his computer from the torrent network where he'd made a video available to view uh, of uh, a girl uh, about 12, 13 years old in which the girl strips and masturbates. Yeah, that's uh, certainly uh, certainly child pornography. It's terrible. 12, 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, but s- still appreciably better than, than six to eight years yeah. old. Uh, uh, I, I guess. <laughs> Probably a part-time job for Less a than- webcam model in the South. <laughs> I picture I picture some girl like in a trailer and her mom's like, you done in there, Trudy? <laughs> Mama webcam, shut up. What do you say? Free on $10,000 bail, Mr. Alexander. $10,000. Really? Pr- pretty low, right? Pr- very low. Yeah. That's less than he gets paid per episode for directing that show. And I bet you that he, um, I bet you he gets rearrested before November 19th on some other child pornography because that happens a lot. Let me so tell you this. They have such a hard time avoiding it. I would still work with him as a director on Law & Order because I'd like the credit. Yeah. So if he was still directing, I'll send this out to you. I'll still work with you, but it's got to be at least a large principal, uh, two or three days' work. Please double scale. Thank yeah. you. Okay. I mean, I think that's a f- that's fair. That's, that's very fair. endorsement. You can get Aaron Berg still. Yeah. Aaron Berg. <laughs> By the way, like nobody wants to have Cosby uh, shows anymore. I guess they're supposed to go away, right? I know it's the second time I mentioned Cosby, but like, uh, I, do, you, do you think they're going to still show Law and Order? You know, this guy, I mean, an out and out child pornographer. Uh, or, or, you know, or at least viewer. Yeah, promoter because of his it. face isn't associated with it. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm sure that there's been like ample grips and sound guys that have been raping ladyboys in Thailand that got leaked back here. And they're not like, oh, Charlie was over there banging some dude. Let's take it down. They won't do that. I think it's trans now. Is it trans? Ladyboys. <laughs> an ignorant cyclist illegally locked his bike to a tree. It's an offense that carries a $1,000 fine. Uh, because of the height of the tree, when the thief of the bicycle arrived to pick it up, he was forced to saw down the 25-foot tree in order to steal a relatively cheap three to $400 bicycle. Wow, such an egregious offense here. Christopher Ryan claimed his friend locked his bike to a tree overnight. So he talked to uh, DNAinfo.com here, uh, saying that it was his friend. Yeah, my friend did that. He doesn't want to pay the fucking fine. Well, when he arrived, uh, when he and his friend returned to get the bike the next day, well, the tree had been sawed down and left in the street. The bike was gone. Uh, the tree was chopped up, Ryan said. It was kind of horrifying. I've never heard of anyone doing that. A resident, Sonny Chapman, said seeing the tree cut down was, quote, upsetting. Many new residents are cyclists, she said, who attach their bikes to trees, damaging them with chains and locks. These bicyclists have no respect. Uh, Luke Olson, a Brooklyn organizer for a nonprofit, says he's never heard of trees getting cut down before either, but he says he has seen the bark of trees get worn down from bike locks, exposing the trees to diseases and ultimately killing them. Uh, he said his nonprofit hands out, hands out hundreds of flyers specifically to cyclists every week, imploring them not to park bikes against trees. It doesn't do any good. Locals seem troubled by the incident. Grant Street has uh, Grant Street hasn't always uh, had trees on it. It took the city years to uh, plant trees in the area. Many of them just planted a couple years ago. So what do you think? Do you, you, you ride a bike at all? No. 
I wouldn't ride a bike. I don't trust uh, New York City drivers. Why have they never seen or heard of a tree being cut down? Where do they think firewood comes from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, with this tree magically disappeared and broke apart. Yeah, I, I think they, what they meant is in order to steal it. But yeah, they yeah. It's, it's, they it just seem kind of ignorant. I've heard of that, you know, and I barely pay attention. Yeah, I think uh, first of all, Brooklyn. You're gonna live there. You deserve what you get. All right. <laughs> you live in Brooklyn. That's so yeah, true. Yeah. Don't don't think that you're better than us. That you can park your bikes on trees. All right. You're, you you disgusting. I don't even believe it was a bike. It was probably a unicycle, you weird hipster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't park your unicycles there anymore. Yeah. 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 It might have been, sorry, it might have been one of those bikes with a fucking huge front tire. Huge front tire. Yeah. yeah. His wax mustache got in the way when he was looking yeah. for it when he came back. My friend. It was, my, my friend was locking up my bike for me, Dad. Yeah. It's not my bike. Yeah. I'm holding these cigarettes for Mark. I'm, ho I'm holding these cigarettes for my mustache. Yeah. Huh. I think uh, it's the bicycle built for two. Good, He's in the good front. for them for stealing the bike. And uh, you yeah. know, it's always sad to see a tree chopped down. But you know, Brooklyn's got enough money; they don't have to worry about it. Don't tell me these gentrifiers ain't paying for new trees. Oh yeah, they cry about one more trees, then. that's the response. You know, like oh well, put, put, please put another plant another tree. Yeah, it's like hey, you know what? You fuck that tree up. Yeah, By, yeah. and that's what they do. They they park, they kill the bark, they fucking wrap their chains around them. Uh, common sense would dict would dictate you need fewer people riding bikes. Mm -hmm. Just stop. There's yeah. nowhere to park your bike. Quit riding it so much. If you weren't train. If you weren't all trying to be cool and do exactly the same thing, you're trying to establish yourself as some sort of community mascot. You know what I mean? You, who can be the most green point? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. In the West Village, fruity nougat nut log, the NYPD needs your help to ID and catch a burglar groper who found a sleeping woman. Uh, in the WGV. Uh, 5 10 a.m., the suspect entered a building near Hudson and 10th. He walked in the front door, through the building, to the rear, where he scaled the fire escape and entered an apartment through a second floor window. The suspect grabbed the buttocks of a sleeping 43 year old woman and he fled when the suspect awoke. Well, at least he had the decency to flee. Yeah. And uh, just run away. Oh, sorry, you're not my wife. <laughs> I, I like that. He climbed up the fire escape. He's a, a disgusting looking man. Do you see the picture of him? I did. He's he, he 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 yeah. He he looks like he's out for trouble. Yeah, he yeah. looked out for trouble. No Sleepy shirt on. Just and it, uh, this stuff always happens in the village. I mean, that's rape central. It is lately. Oh, remember years ago the cops were raping down there too. Yeah. Do you remember that in the East Village? <laughs> yeah, they did. And they they, the... Then they called in. Well, we got another call. We got to go back and check for seconds. Yeah. And then they, they went back in the East Village. They love raping down there. Why? Why did he leave when she woke up? Like that, was he masturbating while she slept? Did he just want to get in the air conditioning? For he looked very hot and black yeah. simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, he did. He looked, he looked uh, like he'd been. Well, he'd just been through a workout, you know. I mean, yeah. he, just, he scaled that uh, the, the the fire escape there, or uh, it, it sounded as if I uh, climbed through a window. I assume. Yeah. Uh, so global uh, people. <laughs> That's Aaron Berg. Uh, police released a surveillance vi image of him, uh, describing him as last uh, last wearing black sneakers, black jeans, and a white T-shirt. But you're right, he had the white T-shirt kind of over his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, if you see anybody like that, NYPD asks you to call 800-577-TIPS. Uh, the New York Post ran a story of a vagrant who isn't quite potty trained. Uh, it's kind of a profile in urine. Paul Kellogg, a homeless man who lives in one of the best neighborhoods in town. He hates the rich, but he does love to piss on their homes. A post photographer captured old man Paul Kellogg taking a hot leak 
1901 Beau Arts Mansion, designed by the same architects behind the New York Public Library main branch and the Frick Collection. This guy is really a prolific pisser. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try not to take an outside leak. I, I haven't leaked outside ever. I'll go into a place. I see guys do it a lot of the time. They'll hide behind a truck or something, and then they, they piss, and it's disgusting to see. I don't understand it. I mean, like, they I got to pee. I can generally hold it. You know, yeah, they got to pee. I can pee. I can hold it. Or if I'm really bad, I'll go into a Starbucks or something and buy something, and then I'll use their bathroom. That's because that's because we're civilized. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. This I was gonna guy. say because you're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also because we're civilized. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to pee. Uh, and 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 the thing is, I think it's one of those things. Once you get used to it, you really get numb to it. Like you see people now. I, I see guys like it was right against a grocery store, and it wasn't even that late. Yeah. At nine at, at night. I mean, like it's really it's really becoming a problem. Uh, the public urination it, it has really grown in the last few years. Yeah. I think it's because of uh, well, blame it on the mayor, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know the, the the cops didn't put up with this shit as much uh, back when Ray Kelly was in charge. That's. Uh, now they're pissing in Rudy Giuliani's neighborhood over yeah, there, it's right Giuliani there on a, Street on a thirty-nine point five million dollar mansion uh, as a single family home. Man, that's got now it's got a fair amount of this guy's pee on it. Yeah, and, and he, he yells while he pees. He, he does, yells, yeah. "Fuck you, Richie!" Fuck you, Richie! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a guy named Richie. No, he's not a mad at the owner of the comic strip. He's yeah. just out on the street. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't see that video. It was but Jay Ogerson. <laughs> Fuck you, Richie! I, I thought he cut his hair. Uh, um, yeah, and he's yelling, and then there's a woman. So it's a, so really what it is, a socioeconomic thing. That's what, that, that's well, he tra- shouldn't be in that neighborhood. I think that the police should move him away from that neighborhood. I know, I believe that there's the uh, up to Harlem, free, but you know, yeah, put yeah. him somewhere where he's going to be intimidated a little bit. <laughs> Fuck you, ghetto people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're pissing on my building, motherfucker. That's the end of you. <laughs> this is a 1972 <laughs> NYCHD project. <laughs> Come up here with your <laughs> high, high teetering piss. Mm, no yeah. pink dick. There's a wife. A wife went and grabbed his poo and moved it to where he slept. That was the best. Yeah. yeah. That's the best part of that story. And she feels so good about it. Yeah. Too. yeah you're talking about uh, let's the, the wife of, uh, of of one of these. She's, um, she, they get pissed off because he's screaming and shit at night sometimes, too. Well, this wife, uh, Marty is her name. I've never heard of the name Marty before. M-A-R-D. D-E-E. I think that's short. It was, he probably married his housekeeper. It was Marta, and then he changed it to Marty. The, the bum had previously defecated outside the same home there, uh, but the Smiths got their revenge, and she says, we scooped it up with cardboard and plopped it where he sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> she said, that stopped the pooping, but I don't know how to get his, I don't know how to get his urine over there. Yeah. So she said, not enough. To, that's not enough. She wants the urine over there. She too. wants the whole thing. She wants, it's like a dog. Like a yeah. dog won't, if you put a dog in a little kennel, the dog will eat its food, but it won't poo where it eats. It has a very strict rule. So if you put the poo there, then the guy's all confused. He's like, well, oh, well, what do I do? Maybe I should poo here. It's You're, you're you pulling so? the razzle-dazzle on the guy. But for 150 bucks, he would have eaten the poop. Yeah. I like, maybe, maybe it's not even his poop. Maybe she's taking her poop over there now and just drop it. Yeah, yeah, that's his. Why is there quinoa in this? I think it's quinoa. The best. <laughs> he, he certainly eats well, yeah. doesn't he? He's uh, going. The, the, the poop, poop. Homeless people don't poop. They squat and growl. Yeah. You know that stopped the pooping. Ugh, glass. <laughs> I think they say glass as it comes out. 
every night around three or four in the morning, he starts screaming. That must be when he's, squ- he's squatting yeah. there. Says Heller, uh, who, who represented, uh, this is the lawyer who represented Son of Sam killer, David Berkowitz. Uh-huh. My seven-year-old grandson was sleeping over one time, and he was woken up in the middle of the night by this guy. Yeah, my grandson started repeating the F word. Fuck. <laughs> hey, Pop Pop, what's fuck? What's fuck the rich, Pop Pop? <laughs> what's fuck you, Richie? <laughs> hey, Pop Pop. <laughs> oh, what's that noise coming outside of the, the other window? day, he, the little one took a dump in the kitchen. <laughs> and yelled, fuck me with a spoon. <laughs> I blame this man. He's uh, Marty said her husband also yelled at him like a maniac, and nothing yeah. will make the disgusting derelict go away. The post has gotten very, very detailed with the uh, urinary and and uh, uh, and other otherwise uh, body functions of the Look, poor it's people. Look, downright offensive. People. Rich people don't pay that kind of money to live in this city and have urination and defecation around, and I support them. I, I couldn't agree more. Yep. It's it's not legal for anyone to do that. I'd say if some uh, rich guy went into their neighborhood and took a big dump on the street, then like people would probably uh, notice. You know, I mean, I bet you the post would also cover it, though. Yeah. Like, to be fair, <laughs> it's this is how bad it's gotten. The rich people are shitting in the streets. Uh, yeah, he blames it on a woman, by the way. I'm, well, and here's the other option. She broke my heart. <laughs> Ah, Marta, come back to me. Maybe he was married uh, to her and she keeps delivering the poop. Yeah, he it. blamed it on his heart was broken. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, sometimes it's hard. You know, you, you go through, this is an adjustment period for him. He's in his 60s, so maybe maybe it'll be better for him next year. But uh, why don't you let him come in and use your bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Buy his poetry. <laughs> that guy wants to shit outside. That's his problem. He wants it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't go to the bathroom inside if he had. You the ever shit outside? I uh, boy, I have to think. I don't. I mean, I don't think I have. When I was a child, I got locked out of the house coming home from school once. I shit outside. It's horrific. When I went camping, I used to shit in the woods. It's not. It's not a good thing. No. You the smell hits you. You're aware of your own filth. Flies start buzzing around after mere seconds. It's not a pretty thing. This guy can't enjoy it. He should go to a shelter, and get AIDS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now that's much more pleasant. Yeah. You know, I have I have now that I think about it, shit into garbage bags on buses. I did really? that one time, yeah. Not a public bus, a, a tour bus. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have a grinder in their toilet and they were like I was like, Hey, are you gonna pull over anytime soon? He goes like, nah, bag it and I'm like, uh, all right. And uh, and then they shit in a bag. Yeah, that's how it is for the opening act. Yeah. <laughs> and then I met Cosby. And then, <laughs> yeah. And let me see. I've shit my pants. That happened one yeah. time on the way. I, I dropped off my girlfriend at the airport, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then just I, I try. You know, I saw this like I was on this corridor. I'm walking. I'm like, man, you know how you make those deals with yourself. That's why you shit the instant you sit down, mm-hmm. and not and, and and that's exactly as long as you can hold it. I was like, if I get to the end of that fucking thing, there's got to be a bathroom there. It was long, like 100 yards, and I got to the end of it, and I go through the door, and there's another one there that's another 100 yards, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> it was exactly like the one I just been yeah. in. So there's a little plop, and it was like the warning uh, firework at the beginning yeah. of a firework display, and then there it was, the 4th of July. Yeah. And I, 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 I fuck, that was the worst I've ever shit my pants. I mean, not that it's been a bunch of times, yeah. but I mean, worse, this... I, I might as well have been wearing a diaper. Mm-hmm. It just like just cleared out. I think I swallowed some salt water is what had happened. Yeah. And I just couldn't help it. Uh, and I shat sense. so much. I shat my socks. Wow. That's what happened. Yeah. I sh- <laughs> I've, I've done it a few times. It's a long a time ago. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every once in a red while. Red wine used to do it to me. Ooh, yeah, red wine. That wine was the first thing I quit drinking. I yeah. quit booze 15 years ago, but I quit wine in 93. Yeah. Hard. It goes right through the body. 
I was, I was at the comic strip. I crapped my pants, and then uh, it was late at night. I didn't know what to do with them, so I hid them behind the toilet because there was, I couldn't find the garbage can because I was so drunk. And you just left pantsless? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> it was my underwear. I kept my jeans on, but oh, it had okay. gone through my jeans, and then uh, it was uh, it was an early night after that. Yeah. I had to get home. <laughs> no more no more nightclubs. Suddenly just backed out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Waved at everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, across town, outside Cooper Union, the post documents the activities of a small gang of vagrants through the eyes of eyewitness accounts. And now a, a Cooper Union faculty member, he says, I've seen drug deals, public urination, defecation, masturbation in broad daylight in the Terrace Shevanko Alley, all at the same time. Because that would be impressive. Urinating, defecating, masturbating at the same time. It's like a, that's like street art. The quote appears uh, near a photo of a presumed urinator, defecator, masturbator hmm. sleeping on the sidewalk while just behind them an attractive co-ed and another less attractive woman, presumably her mother, walk by and throw a faintly disapproving glance in their direction. Well, disapproving glances aren't going to do it. No. Uh, the post says uh, the geometric asymmetrical architecture of 41 Cooper Square provides the perfect cover from the elements as drifters spread out under the building's protruding uh, angles. In other words, you build a big stupid looking building, next thing you know, bums are going to come here to masturbate and shit. Just build it like a nice box. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer bowel movements. Yeah. That's what happens when you get cute with city architecture. Yeah. Nobody around that new world trade, is there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a box, a rectangle with a thing on top. Yeah, it's got so it's got, it's got the needle, but uh, you know, yeah. the people jump off it. Yeah. So, you uh, <laughs> Cooper Union apparently, if you want to go masturbate, uh, urinate, or defecate, good building to do. Uh, there's there was nine of them. They were splayed out on bits of cardboard Thursday morning, according to the Post. They uh, began hurling insults, water, and bits of cookie when approached by a reporter. Well, they probably knew <laughs> bits of cookie. <laughs> There you go. You're calling them out. Gluten. What do you want to... <laughs> did you want to be welcomed into their community? Yeah. What, mean, are, what uh, are you skids doing over here, huh? I'm with the Post. Just smells like shit over here. Right, a little uh, exposey story. Mm. Well, it's no big deal. And, yeah. and, of course, it makes great picture when people are hurling cookies. Yeah. Oh, you just shitting? Morning crap or second one of the day? It's, it's disgusting. It's, again, with the shitting outside. People complain about the drinking. They were like, they're drinking outside. And then somewhere else it says they're masturbating. Like, you offended by the drinking? Yeah. <laughs> this guy tugging went out. Oh, that guy's got a Miller Lite. Oh, for oh, crying out loud. God, right on the damn. street. Not even in a bag. They can see them from inside the building, too. They look out and mm -hmm. see. I mean, it's such a beautiful 1% kind of thing to deal with. You know, like, here we are in a glass house and look outside. One of the homeless women was very attractive, by the way. Yeah. In the picture. Yeah, like she's dirty, but she's got a nice body on her. She, I'd she's bring a, her home. A butter skin. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's got butter skin. Yeah. What do you... Butter smell. You fucking lay down while Kenyan sprinters practice on top of you? Why are you so dirty, lady? God damn. Yeah. Filthy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, but available. I would... Uh, I never slept with a homeless woman. I think I tried... There was like a homeless, like a runaway teen girl. I was a teenager. She was very cute. And uh, yeah, there's something about those homeless chicks. Make them happy. Yeah. Bring them home, clean them up, toss some macaroni at them. It's like a rescue. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. They they get excited about little things. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like water. Yeah. And uh, 
a bed. Yeah. A Parks Enforcement Patrol officer had to be hospitalized after being overtaken by fecal fumes. 54-year-old Daniel Roca reported for his shift at uh, uh, the Lower East Side Sarah D. Roosevelt Park to find that the basement of the Communication Division building was flooded with fecal matter. He felt nauseous, dizzy, and a tightness in his chest when he arrived at work at 8 a.m. A clogged toilet in the adjacent public bathroom was a source of the flooding. Junkie stuffed some shirts and stuff down the toilets. And uh, Roca threw, uh, he threw up on the sidewalk. <laughs> he spent the better part of the day in the ER. Yeah. Man, rough day for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, he's like, light a match, yeah. for Christ's sake. Uh, who did this in here? <laughs> uh, smells like the back of a plane. Was that Sullivan? <laughs> The back of a plane. It does smell back there. This always smells like a nursing home in the back of a plane. Yeah. I like that parks employees are pretending they don't like the smell of feces. Well, why did you get into the parks game? <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were signing up for. He goes in. He goes, look, what is that? What is that? Ah, that's feces. Uh-huh. Look at this. Toilet paper. These are the logs that didn't roll. And then there's like a printer and stuff right around it. You uh-huh. know that they're going to try and sell the printer. Barely used. <laughs> Barely shit on. Barely shit on. Yeah, the plumber and him are walking through, surveying the damage, and he's like, what am I looking at? (laughs) That's turds and shit. Toilet paper. Fecal matter, you know. Maybe it got flushed down. I want to know what kind of T-shirts were stuffed down the toilet as well. Why would junkie stuff t-shirts in the toilet that doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make any sense to me park employees think that you know this guy's what he's an oscar winner now he doesn't want to work around feces thinks (laughs) he's too good for it what's the city paying you for hey man you you go in you clean up the crap you get out i like him throwing up on the sidewalk like he held it in down there and then he gets out to fresh air oh (laughs) what's that guy throwing up from there's a room full of feces in there yeah it just, uh, <laughs> they're going to change the name of the park to Room Full of Feces Park. I love watching people throw up on the street. It's hilarious. I did it once. It was great. Yeah? Yeah, it's very off-putting to watch somebody throw up. It's it such is. a violent thing. It is. I've seen it, yeah, men and women, yeah. yeah. I've seen it in the subway, too. Ugh. I mean, it's just gross. It's like a, on the on the platform, and it's, it's uh, you know, oof. Yeah. yeah. And you almost step in it every once in a while, too. You ever almost step in puke? Yeah. You go, God, if, if I would have stepped in that puke, <laughs> yeah. I would have to commit suicide. Yeah. There's nothing else. <laughs> I saw a guy get some train know he was going to throw up. He got up, opened one of the train doors, and threw up in between the doors. And I was like, good on that guy. I did that myself. Did you? I did it on, on New Jersey Transit. Yeah. It's super cold. And I just went out between the train cars, man. And, like, and, and on my knees. Yeah. It's very thoughtful of you to go out there. And people go and look at that drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, you're just a thoughtful person. A very thoughtful and, and considerate uh, sick person. Uh, Aaron Berg, uh, where can we see you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Aaron Berg Comedy. I uh, have a brand new book coming out called American Etiquette on Labor Day. And uh, Oh, you're an author. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Your book was uh, a gentleman's... Uh, Mr. Manners, Mr. Proper Man- Etiquette for the Modern Degenerate. That was the first book. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's on. Uh, you can get that on Amazon. You can download it for free right now if you want. And uh, American Etiquette comes out Labor Day, and I'll be, uh, I do a weekly show every Monday at The Stand in New York City. Oh, that's a great show. Frantic. Frantic. And it's uh, really well attended and fun and you, you get so many good comics that come in yeah it's so frantic and it's a show. free show it's a free show free, for the people free show at the stand we every single monday at uh at the stand uh 
possibly the best comedy club in the entire world because New York City is the capital for stand-up comedy and uh, and uh, you know the stand is is one of the finest in New York City if yeah. not the finest making it possibly the best comedy club in the whole world every Monday free frantic Aaron Berg show great stand-up uh, from Toronto now living in New York City and uh, author of two books now since so I like that because you know if somebody just does a book you kind of get the idea like oh okay you did your novelty thing or like, yeah. but you're like uh, no I'm a writer yeah that's great let's keep churning them out one that's a year one <laughs> let's do one a year really then, you, then you die book? in 40 years you left behind 40 books you got, that's got to be something yeah how many Bukowski have 30 maybe yes i mean a lot yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know and his uh i think he only had like five to seven novels and then like a lot of poetry books yeah. this yeah. guy did something yeah. why don't you become a bukowski <laughs> fuck you richie he took that feces and wrote poetry with yeah. it yeah we he, should go see this guy in real life i'd like to go get a picture with this dude i mean wait, we absolutely could yeah i'm sure he's around up yeah. there on that street yeah maybe maybe but then again once the post writes a story about a guy i think they, then the cops come and they go like hey you can't hang around here anymore really like, yeah they did the same they did that with a guy up on the upper west side he was taking a leak and hanging around outside the victoria's secret next thing you know the cops are you know they come and take care of him and they, they had that on the front page the next <laughs> Yeah. Like, look, uh, look how influential we are. Yeah, the the Post. New York Post. I have to say, the New York Post is a great newspaper. And as I've said before, it's like the, the Post is like uh, your angry dad yelling at you. And the Daily News is like your lying girlfriend <laughs> explaining why she was out till 3.15. The facts left out. And we'll discuss that on the next show. With a very, a very funny story about a uh, transgender woman who uh, broke out some scissors in a grocery store. Wanted the case thrown out because she's transgender. Uh, that's on the next episode. So always uh, check out my website. Go to patdexonnyc.com. You want to know my dates. Every single Monday, you can see me at Caroline's, 930. That's uh, uh, it's every single week, 930 at Caroline's. Write me for tickets. I will give you tickets. Uh, patdexonnyc. I always offer that to fans of New York City Crime Report. Had uh, a fan came out last night. Guy Matt D. came out uh, from Arizona visiting he's gonna end up living here now he's got his job and his lovely girlfriend with him took a picture you can do that too cost you nothing come to uh come to uh pat dixon nyc and write me at pat dixon nyc at gmail pat dixon nyc at gmail get all the old episodes on patreon.com uh episodes like one two through a hundred are up right now and you get those uh for the price of the donation of a dollar per episode i'm not gonna do a big hard sell on it you don't want to hear that but uh, yeah, patreon.com slash NYC for details on that. You get a lot of extras and stuff too. My website uh, for this show, crimereport.nyc. Stuff shit. Not, and again, even the last, the last hangers on, they've straggled out of the building. It's you and me, Aaron Berg. Yeah. Thank you one more time, Aaron Berg. Thanks for having me. And thank oh. you for listening to New York City Crime Report. You see, this is who I am, and this is what I'm here to do. I mean, what do you think? BFJ? Like, there's no way they're into this. There's a message that is not only sometimes uh, degrading to women, and not only uses the N-word a little too frequently, but also... That's a bit uh, of an overreaction, I think. So I don't understand who this is for. I think just the president, maybe? Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, Sasha, and uh, the other one? <laughs> <laughs> like, where's your camel, then? 
But why would Alexander Hamilton even be anywhere near a, a camel at that time? I mean, Juice and Beats, J and B, BFJ, BFJ, BFJ. It's BF for this J. Uh, it's B for this J because uh, BFJ with Nate Fritzen. Hey, what's up, Nate? Hey, hey how you pr- doing? I'm good. Uh, we had, first of all, President Obama and his daughters they came to uh, New York City. They attended a Saturday matinee of this Broadway musical Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, a hip-hop musical. It's, is it the first? Well, uh, there was... Uh, MTV did a version of uh, Carmen uh-huh. uh, with Beyonce that they called a hip-hopera. Oh. <laughs> um, right. You well, know, it's like... You know, as far as like rap music and musicals, it's pretty much it's like it's it like it kind of never works. You know, it's always mm-hmm. like meant to indicate that like, you know, it's it's always like it's always meant to indicate like you know someone's from downtown or from the wrong side of the tracks. Uh-huh. But then all the rap, any rap you ever hear in a musical sounds like it was for, like written in 1979. <laughs> like it's all, it's just like come on, clap your hands, everybody and everybody. Like no one has rapped like that. There, like we've had five presidents and somebody rapped like that. You <laughs> a, know? Lot of, a lot of a lot of lines that end with "here to say." <laughs> right, exactly. You, this is who I am, and this is what I'm here to do. <laughs> it's about. It's very formal. Early rap was very formal. It yeah, was. Yeah, you start was, with an, you know, introducing yourself. You're a gentleman caller. <laughs> you make an appointment to be here, and it's, you you were given a purpose. It's about the life and times of Alexander Hamilton. It's called <laughs> right. Hamilton, the founding father on the ten dollar bill. It's inspired by Ron Chernow's best selling biography. Hamilton, the first secretary of the Treasury, founder of the Federalist Party, and the Coast Guard, mm. hip-hop musical, such a no-brainer. Right. You know, uh, with that story, it was only a matter of time. Mm. Uh, well, each Federalist paper is like its own mixtape, so you can yeah. understand it. I mean, it makes perfect. Anyone who had to read it was like, man, this guy's prolific. Uh-huh. He just lives in the studio, huh? <laughs> A real Mike Rat. Hip hop loves preeminence. The first and the, the, <laughs> the, the, that's what the second Treasury Secretary is just in a seventy-five way tie for last. Right. <laughs> don't hold your breath for the Oliver Walcott Jr. hip hop musical. It's not coming. I had to look that up. Yeah, he's the yeah. second Secretary of the maybe Treasury. Thomas Paine was more of an R and B guy. Yeah. Maybe you know. <laughs> it's kind of too bad, you know, for the Hamilton writer. That's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda because Walcott rhymes so much easier than Hamilton does. That's true. You know, words of phrase that rhyme with Hamilton. Uh, I looked it up. Thirty-nine results. Nothing rhymes. <laughs> Only thirty-nine things quote almost rhyme. Uh, two syllable words that are given that almost rhyme with Hamilton. Uh, Allen. Camel, yeah, cam- and, and cam- Hamel. Like, where's your camel then? <laughs> but why would Alexander Hamilton even be anywhere near a, a camel at that time? I mean, to the point where someone has to ask. Hey, I'm, I, most of the time I see you, you have a camel. Where has your camel been? <laughs> this Hamilton. This makes sense. <laughs> this. Uh, other three syllable words: abdan, abdomen, abdomen. In your abdomen, Hamilton, Agrolan. Acrogen, Addison, adduction, adunction, African, I guess. That's probably in there somewhere. That's, I would hope so. <laughs> if, they want, if they want to be honest about, uh, about the founding fathers. No. Uh, then, <laughs> then, yeah, some African, that. African has to kind of come up at some point. At least, hey, did you make a trip by? Or, hey, when's that boat get in from? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, 
I mean, it should. I don't write a lot of musicals or go to them. I don't know if you can tell from the uh, my improvised dialogue here. Yeah, me neither. Uh, it's uh, uh, seldom uh, would it be inviting at all. A hip hop right. musical, I guess, is uh, you know good for the president here. And if, wouldn't you think the president going to your musical kind of makes it sort of if it's a hip hop musical, it's already. I mean, but doesn't that lame it up? Well, I was going to say this is all. Everything about this just reeks of a dad being out of touch with his daughters. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way they're into this. <laughs> there's the, even if they like if they like learning. You don't want to learn about... If I was really into Alexander Hamilton, the last thing I want is to hear him rapped about. And if mm-hmm. I'm really into rap, the last thing I want to hear anyone rap about is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> it's a catch-22. So I don't understand who this is for. I think just the president, maybe? Uh, yeah, he's like, uh, Sasha and uh, the other one? Uh. <laughs> Let's but, go see this musical. But for real, it's like there's no way they enjoyed this. No. Like, they didn't. There's, it's, just, it's just a dad, like... You know, see, learning can be fun too, uh-huh. and it's just, you know, and it's. <laughs> I would hope they that they're smart enough that they're too smart for this already. You know, yeah. they're in the White House. Some four syllable words that rhyme with Hamilton, J- almost rhyme with Hamilton. James Madison. Okay, well that could work actually. <laughs> South African. So that's a four, okay. They consider that a four syllable. A four syllable. The, one. All right. <laughs> and Hamiltonian is a five syllable one. That's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton was bad Hamiltonian. Is that what you're? Is that what you're trying to? That's the line. Oh, what a musical this will be! Uh, back in 2008, Obama mentioned Jay Z and Kanye as people that he really uh, enjoyed. When they asked him if he liked hip hop, he mm-hmm. said, I, "He said I love the art of hip hop. I don't always love the message of hip hop." At times when even uh, with the artists I love, there's a message that is not only sometimes uh, degrading to women. And not only uses the N-word a little too frequently, but also uh, sometimes something I'm really concerned about is always talking about material things, always talking about how I can get something, how I've got more money. So uh, it's clear why President Obama would enjoy a hip-hop musical about the founder of the nation's financial system who married a woman mostly for her slaveholding family's wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's a... I hope It's, it's a very on message. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he doesn't like about hip hop. So uh, maybe it's maybe it excoriates uh, Hamilton. You know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of hip hop, a hip hop mogul and animal rights advocate, Russell Simmons, mm-hmm. at some animal event uh, organized by uh, horse carriage opponents. I just want to, uh, yeah, I know that you're a very big uh, fan of hip hop. So a huge fan of hip hop. Yeah, and and, and uh, also a Jew. Sure. So uh, you, you might feel conflicted about his recent statements. So the Wall Street Journal reports that he, he likened uh, horse carriages to slavery, ethnic cleansing, and uh, people who put people in ovens. Mm. So uh, Simmons urged New York uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio to follow through on his campaign on his campaign promise to ban the horse carriages mm-hmm. because if you don't you're basically Hitler right right it's mm-hmm. uh, he's calling on Bill de Blasio to end the horse he cost and uh, you know um, uh, before the bridal solution I guess uh, we could do this all day I mean I, I I love the I love this sort of thing you know I because I, you know I love comparing anything I, I, the more absurd something can be that's compared to uh, the Holocaust the better I, I think it's great you oh, know sure. just uh, it just conjures these images of these mass horse graves mm-hmm. which is uh, <laughs> which is hilarious you know not you know like you know you could learn about all of the um, all the surviving horses that you know you know people who had to flee Mr. Ed fled Europe fled Europe uh-huh. uh, I mean American Pharaoh clearly a Semite and had to uh, had to avoid it I it's no this is like you know if you if we're going into uh, into uh, whether or not this is I, I'm conflicted I mean yes it's 
it's tough, but you know, I I didn't I don't want to live in a world where Russell Simmons is well informed. You know, I don't. He's uh, I understand that he's the you know the head of a, you know he's the head of these companies and he's an important figure. But yeah. you know he's he's kind of supposed to be this dumb guy who says whatever he wants. Sure, and, and, and yet he gets this respect too. Yeah, you know, like like even the mayor's office, they said we respectfully disagree with Mr. Simmons' characterizations on all of the above. It's like, yeah, wait, I respectfully agree. I disagree with your fucking respectful disagreement. Right. You know. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah, I mean, not it's, the not not the disagreement. The disagreement I agree with, but mm-hmm. I disagree with the respect. I would, I mean, this is, and it, it sounds disrespectful, but really, this is if we're you know if we're categorizing things as BFJ or or GFJ right now. Oh uh, right, yeah. If, should, if, should I? I mean, should I weigh in on that? Is this? Oh, I think so. Uh, yeah, this is sure. good for Jews. This, this is one one hundred percent good for Jews. See, I thought well, I th- that's funny. I thought that the scale was either BFJ or less BFJ. Right. Well, there's nothing that's really nothing in America is really good for Jews. But yeah, uh, there's so, really there hasn't been a. I mean, occasionally, you know, so somebody says, "Hey, don't uh, don't blow up Israel." And mm-hmm. I guess that's good for Jews, but um, Re- relatively not BFJ. Relatively not BFJ. <laughs> yeah, relatively not. You know, uh, because listen, this is this allows you know this allows our people to be our authentic selves, and that's complaining about people disrespecting the Jews. Oh Christ! So yes, yeah. If you if Russell Simmons is like, "Hey, the way those horses got treated is just like the Holocaust," then it allows the last seven Holocaust uh, survivors to go. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Actually, it was a lot worse. And I would I hear I have pictures to show you. Every book in my library has a swastika on it. Let's, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and, and they go have. from there. And <laughs> this, they uh, and you a, hit the ground running. The New York City Councilman David uh, David Councilman. His name's <laughs> That can't be right. That can't be. Russell Simmons means <laughs> Mr. well. Mr. and Mrs. Councilman. Hello. <laughs> councilman, Councilman. <laughs> Russell Simmons means well, but has crossed the line in comparing horse carriages to the Holocaust and owes the Jewish community an apology. The Holocaust was the most horrendous act of genocide in modern history. Nothing should be compared to the systemic abuse, torture, and murder of over six million Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's annoying to me he only acknowledges the Jewish deaths. What about the gays and the gypsies and the disabled, the Jehovah's Witness? Is. That's what Catholics. another five million were ki- for killed. You know, to, to me, that's what even the numbers are way off. Like 11, yeah. 11 million people died in the Holocaust. That's the population of the city of New York plus Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for our friends down in Texas on Radio Tatas, uh, the capital city of Austin down there, sure. too. So okay. if you take those three cities together, 12.5 million slaves were shipped over, too. So it's like slavery and this. Uh-huh. That's the population of New York City plus Chicago. So this is like five American <laughs> cities with two New Yorks in there. Uh, uh, 23.5 million people just immediately involved, not even like, you know, the families and right. the human toll and believe beyond that. Uh, so like, uh, you know, uh, think about the kids now who they have a bar mitzvah, their par- their grandparents weren't there to give them money uh, or, uh, you know, and you know how many New York City uh, horse car- uh, carriage horses there are? 220. 220. <laughs> wow. 220 horses, 11 million people. Yeah, a nice uh, slow trot will set you free. Uh, that's you know keep that <laughs> keep that aboard keep that above every bed on the gates. Yeah, uh, I mean you know tortured, is, starved, beaten. You know carriage they, the carriage horses eat okay. I think they I think they eat pretty well. I mean uh, also you know you're a horse in the city. Uh, you know this is not this is not your ideal life really. Oh, they get a that's, lot of pussy city horse man. City they, horse. They, <laughs> tourist horses come in. They fucking. <laughs> they just fall for that accent right away. Yeah. They, I'm like, oh wow! Ooh, nice knows. shoes, you city horses. 
did you know that uh, and 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 here's the most ironic thing that uh, you know what country it would have been great to be a horse in because them being such big proponents of animal rights what? nazi germany <laughs> <laughs> nazi leaders yep. including hitler and Goering. hitler uh, you know maybe the world's first outspoken vegetarian i think maybe yeah yeah and a huge animal lover huge and, animal uh, lover and, uh, they, they were those were big issues mm-hmm. they banned vivisection they enabled uh, or enacted the animal protection act and many other measures to protect animals Goering uh, banned commercial animal trapping Mm-hmm. Imposed severe restrictions on hunting, regulated the shoeing of horses. He imposed regulations even on the boiling of lobsters and crabs. In one incident, he sent a fisherman to a concentration camp for cutting up a bait frog. <laughs> That's a bit of an overreaction, I think. Uh, ask PETA. <laughs> Heil PETA. They've got a lot in common. Wait, so wait, Simmons. so Jews? Wait, wait, Jews were, uh, Jews were criminals. Jews were, you know, Jews were forbidden, and shellfish was forbidden. Make a yeah. choice. Pick a side. <laughs> they didn't want you making shellfish. Pick a side. What, like, what? You can't have, you can't have it both ways. Everyone's miserable that way. Yes, we all have to keep kosher. Ugh. I can't cut up a bait frog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we. You think? I don't know if there were Jewish fishermen in Nazi Germany. We have to Google that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, he also adds, uh, Mr. Councilman, he says, uh, <laughs> frankly, I am one of many council members who's undecided on the horse carriage ban. Mr. Simmons doesn't help his cause when he engages in outrageous hyperbole that minimizes the murder of my grandparents' family. Uh, however, on the whole, uh, probably less BFJ, you say, than... than, uh, than, than I- I, I would say less BFJ than uh, than some of the other stories this week. Okay. Well, the campaign of former New York Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver has spent more than $1.5 million on attorneys uh, since the uh, since he was arrested on federal corruption charges. Oh, Sheldon Silver. This is, I mean, this is your classic. This is like, this is the reason mm. we have a term BFJ is uh, for stories like this. Yeah. I mean, this is your classic, my mother sitting at a kitchen table looking through the newspaper, seeing mm. this, hitting in the newspaper with the back of her hand, <laughs> and then and then yelling that it's BFJ. Because yeah. this is, I mean, it's got everything. It's got it's got a guy named Sheldon. Okay, first of all, uh-huh. do you do you picture any other type of person named Sheldon? <laughs> no. Just a a Jew you don't turn your back on. Mm. And then his last name is Silver. As if it, as if it isn't bad enough. Any yeah. you know, any of the, you know, the precious metals. Yeah. You know, that's going to be it's, you know, that's you know it's a Jew. It just sticks out. Sheldon Silver. Mm-hmm. Like it just paints a picture. Sure. And then, you know, he and then he's involved in government. He's involved in government and he's and he's taken he's taken money. Money's four, missing. Four million in kickbacks. Yeah. I mean, this is just it's 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 everything. You know, it's like it's everything your it's everything they say we do. You're doing. Could not it's like be. at some point you have to be like, hey, this is everything. Like uh, <laughs> I ran all the bases. The could not be it could not be WFJ. Right, exactly. It could not be it could not be WFJ. And we yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know, we discussed on a show uh, with Jackie uh, Martling, the woman who was raised in Brooklyn's tight knit Bell's Hasidic community, left as an adult, leapt to her death from a trendy Manhattan rooftop mm-hmm. bar. A uh, bitterly poetic end to a troubled life, yeah. split between dual realities, the fanatical discipline of ultra-Orthodox Judaism and mm-hmm. the godless joy of secular <laughs> New York City. Right. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, what do you think? BFJ? Uh, I mean, this is this was a tough, uh, this was a, a tough one to read. Um, 
I because uh, you left your tight knit uh, Hasidic community. I, I also left a tight knit <laughs> Hasidic community. I mean, I was ra- I was raised fairly uh, fairly religious, but uh, not, never anything like this. I there this this story had a, a lot of really funny parts. Um, I think my one of my favorite <laughs> quotes was. Um, uh, I know. I knew from an early age that I had no interest in Yiddish or Hebrew. The age of three. The yes. age of three. Um, <laughs> oh, really? At three, you had no interest in this language that no one you know understands. Interesting. <laughs> right. Interesting. You don't uh, have the capacity for language yet, for reading or writing, and you found it boring. You right. found these symbols on a page boring from this giant scroll mm-hmm. that's a th- that's thousands of years old. You mm. didn't find that wasn't a page turner as a right. three year old, huh? It's funny how yeah she it's, knew she knew then. This is just like the the classic uh, the just to me this is this is less to do with her being Jewish and more to do with her being a woman. I hate mm-hmm. to say it. I just this is like <laughs> this is just like I knew it. I knew it all. Like you know, I've just I feel like I've been on uh, on a thousand dates with this type of with this woman. Mm-hmm. You're just like well, I actually knew when I was six. That I could, I was very empathetic. I was very in tune with other people's mm-hmm. thoughts. You know, like somebody who <laughs> yeah, says yeah, that sure. is the same sort of person. Is oh, you're such a Libra. You uh-huh. know, like <laughs> that's it's that sort of idiotic thinking. Um, I I thought it was a hilarious, um, just petty move that her parents told her secular friends the wrong time of the funeral. Yes, they. they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her parents told like told them later, and then uh, I mean it's. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's yeah, it is. It is sad that uh, that you know that a woman uh, threw herself to her death, and she you know she was out. She was. It seems like she was out of the out of the family. You're out, Tom. You're out. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> she was supposed to be uh, bipolar and schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, which do you think that 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 these are just like things they assign uh, that that certain of the family uh, in the city community will will assign a person in order to discredit their leaving the community? Absolutely. Yeah. I think you know it's I, it could be as as simple a thing as she doesn't want to wear a, a full length jean skirt in the summer in New York. I mean, I think that's that's totally reasonable. <laughs> that's what's worth leaving a religion. Well, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. If I had to wear the suit in August, are you kidding me? Yeah. They're wearing wool suits, too, because it has to be a kosher suit. It can't be blended fabric. Oh, right, yeah. So it's wool. It's, yeah. Like it's this... straight wool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't be happy. It's got to be hot. Of course. And the hat, too. The they hat. Ha- the hat is always on. Two hats. They're wearing two hats at all <laughs> times. Two hats. It's a hat on a hat. <laughs> it's, a, it's just... You know, she wasn't wrong, but I, I just, I have a hard time believing that she didn't kind of spike the football on the way out. You know what I mean? All right. Like, you know, I just have a hard time saying, I respectfully disagree with what you're saying, with what you're teaching. I don't, uh, you should go on living. I cannot be a part of this. Yeah. I have a feeling it did not go anything like that. Down to jumping off the east side yeah, of the yeah. building. Yeah. A real Jewicide, as I said. <laughs> really? It was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You hate to see the com- uh, the community ravaged by suicide. It's really yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, there, there definitely would have been a flag thrown on that <laughs> uh, had, had had penalty flags been a part right. of, of uh, this kind of a thing. Right. Uh, down in Shaolin, Forgotten Borough, two teens arrested in connection with a series of paintball attacks. Mm-hmm. 18-year-old Nicholas Baranco and 17-year-old Sidekick were arrested uh, on charges including aggravated criminal possession of a weapon and reckless mm-hmm. endangerment. At least five were shot with paintballs. With uh, and and w- which were random, it says, and don't appear to target anyone in particular. Men and women of all ages uh, were hit. Paintball attack, very much like the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, they d- huh? they did happen to. I mean, they must have been just shooting in every direction because they did. 
hit uh, a guy in a yarmulke on Staten Island. Now, I've been to Staten Island, and um, I mean, I know there are a couple members of the Wu-Tang Clan that identify as, Jew- as Jews, but uh, I mean, this was not one of them, the guy that they hit. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, def- a different Jew. Yeah, this is, they just hit, because the, the picture for the article was just a Jew showing you his bruises, mm-hmm. and he's upset about the bruises, but more so about the waste of paint. You know, it's, uh, it's all over the street and the side right. of the, and if you've ever had to buy paint, there's some left over, and then you need a little more to get to connect that next can to the next one. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. it's a whole to do. It's, it's a shame. It's a it's a real Shonda what these guys did. Uh, this this is uh, this is B, this is straight up BFJ because yeah. paintball is 100% a Gentile sport. Oh, that is just that you've never seen you you don't know a single Saul or a Murray who owns like a whole camouflage getup uh-huh. that he's like going, you know, I got a big weekend planned. I bought uh, I bought a new semi-automatic paintball gun and I've got <laughs> I've got around 16 to 20 rounds and I feel uh, 16 to 20 clips anyways and I feel pretty good. I uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm excited to you know, enjoy this sport with my C- certainly not enough Jews to to like set up two teams Absolutely. and everything. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah, I've never like I don't know a single Jew who's mm-hmm. I've I've held a paintball gun once. <laughs> Well, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> not a not a Jewish thing. Yeah. yeah so so yeah. Uh, BF, anytime you anytime you expose that type of Jew, old old Jew in a yarmulke, anytime you expose that to paintball. Yeah, I, I would. It's no good. I would have to agree. In uh, a cyclist beaten by two guys with skateboards in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. uh, this was a possible hate crime because the guy was Mexican and the two guys that beat him were white. Uh, they, I, I had initially thought maybe this was like a hate crime of skateboarders uh, versus cyclists. Yeah, yeah, which would be, yeah, that would be what a great. I mean, yeah. who, who wouldn't be on board with that? I yeah. If those if those two groups want to just slowly uh, battle in a war of attrition until they're all gone, that uh. would be fine with me. I don't know if this is me becoming a commercially old man, but uh, <sighs> I mean. You know, they were saying you don't belong here to the guy. That mm-hmm. was the thing they were. That's what gives them. You don't belong here. I mean, where was he? Was he on the sidewalk? Because no, he doesn't belong there. And right. I'm sick of I'm <laughs> sick of those assholes being on the sidewalk. I get clipped. I get almost clipped like at, at least once a day. Ugh. And I I can't. You know, that's fine. Williamsburg. Williamsburg, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the place to be riding a bike on the sidewalk. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not crowded on Bedford. Like like, I mean, like, why not? like yeah, yeah. yeah, if somebody clips you, you know what you're supposed to say is sorry, brother. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my bad, man. Oh, 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 my bad. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's. Uh, I don't know if it's bad for Jews mm-hmm. or not. But uh, you know, it's it, it certainly can't be good for them. I mean, it can't. It can't be good. Uh, but you know, oh, the hate crimes perpetrated against Mexicans in general that does keep you whiter. That is true. You know, going yeah, going with the other rules. You know, you hate you hate to see. You know, if it can happen to a Mexican on a bike. I then, said nothing because uh, I wasn't a know, cyclist. Exactly, yeah, I said because <laughs> they came first. They came for the Mexicans on the bike, and I said nothing because I didn't order seamless that day, so I have no, I have no reason to talk to him. In Woodside, a DJ has turned his tiny stand near a busy subway stop into a 24-hour juice bar and fruit cart. How about that? Offers locals healthy alternatives. It, uh, is this, like, is this a thing that's real? Are people do like? I'm not sober, so uh, <laughs> this is. It's, it is like they were. They were saying like a healthy alternative to like nightlife, right? Yeah, it's like called juice w- and beets. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. and you just it's just steps away from Northern Boulevard M and R station, uh, and and uh, yeah, right there on the corner of 54th near Broadway. I'm not being paid to say all this. Uh, the two two. Yeah, because I don't endorse it. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> 
The stand looks like it would fit on a tropical beach, complete with pineapple displays and stools sitting around the juice bar. Perfect for New York City. Yeah. <laughs> stools and palm trees. Yeah, absolutely. Pineapples. There's an overnight shift at Juice and Beats, and uh, the guy set up the stand two months ago, and, and they're from Turkey. They're, it's like, so these two Turkish guys, these Turks, they set up this great, a great fruit bar. I mean, do, do they have a closing time for this? No, there's no last call, right? No, it just goes all night. It's 24 hours, baby. Just 24 hours, seven days a week. Healthy Turkish grinding. (laughs) That sounds so. I mean, just people just juiced up. Yeah, it says club goers will often stumble to the bar, which is decorated with fake flowers and bright lights, and get Mm -hmm. excited to see margarita and pina colada listed on the menu. When he tells them they're booze free, their excitement fades. Well, what's that tell you? Maybe, maybe go into the bar business. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if these guys like. I wonder if these guys think that people are in clubs for the music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just want to dance. Hey, man, I just like listen to this. You know, because I can tell you, there's how many times it happened that I've woken up in the middle of the night, three thirty, four in the morning. I thought, you know what? I really want to go out for an orange juice. I want a glass <laughs> of orange juice. Where can I get that at this? Oh, the grocery store. Okay, oh, great. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I got to be, you know, sometimes I'm in the grocery store and I'm following women around dancing and trying to buy them juice. They, they and to, they look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, there must be a place there for me. There has to be a place <laughs> where I could uh, shove a smoothie down someone's throat and then uh, act like it was booze. Juice and beets, J and B. BFJ? BFJ. BFJ. It's BF for this J. Uh, it's B for this J because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't want J, that. I, I gotta say B. I gotta say B. I, I don't want that. I just don't want that in my city. I don't know what that is. That seems like a very, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's out in Woodside. It's, it's barely in your city. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good point. I'm going to fucking Woodside. BFJ, Nate Fritzen. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Thank you. The grape was illegal back then. No, back then it was called Prohibition Pussy. It was a different thing. Good on this guy. Good on him. I can't believe more people don't get stabbed in airports now that you said that. Yeah. When, when you're like antsy, I went to the doctor last week. I had to pay $200 cash through an hour and a half behind of sitting there. I'm like, I want to, yeah, you want to choke somebody if nothing else. And the people that work there are all liars. Oh. They're worse than agents. They, 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 <laughs> the doctor's out right now. And then you see the doctor walk by. You're, you're lying to me. Yeah. They're yeah. liars. Yeah. They, they love to think. I think all those receptionists, they like to think that they're like his work wife. Yeah. And so that gives them the right to like lie. Yeah. Oh, he's not in. Yeah. Liars. I, yeah. yeah, that's a good place. I mean, the furniture was probably a good idea. Maybe these people, I mean, in an ideal America, these people would be armed to the tits. Am I right? <laughs> Low end to the tits. Guards yes. working midtown Manhattan. I would say arm them. I'd get a gun. Oh, a lot of people get shot. Yeah. I mean, like pointlessly shot. <laughs> America, Pat. This is what's supposed to happen. Right. We, need to, we need to work on getting that number up. <laughs> to the tits. If you don't want to get bitten by this dog, you better leave. And to the tits. Am I right? <laughs>